Shane O'Neill, CEO, AAG. Yeah. Right. Okay. Will you just briefly tell me a little bit about Atlantic Aviation Group here in your base in Shannon? Okay. So the Atlantic Aviation Group is just in excess of 60 years old. Business has been around for a long time. Core business is the MRO. So the MRO is the maintain, repair and overhaul. So that's the maintenance business. Now, it's gone through several different ownerships down through the years. So formerly SRS, Air Lingus, moved into Air Atlanta Icelandic onto... Well, no, to UPS, then Air Atlanta Icelandic, then Transaero, a Russian airline, and then into Atlantic Aviation Group. So over the course of its history, it's had several different owners. Now, um, over that history, it's, it's built up significant technical competence. So that's what we're, we're really renowned for on the maintenance side in the business. Um, and that, that experience in, from the maintenance side has been transposed into the other business streams that we've set up since Atlantic Aviation Group came into being back in 2015. Unfortunately, what happened just prior to that was uh, Transaero, the airline, the Russian airline, got into difficulty and this business went into examinership. Fortunately for the company, uh, an investor uh, by the name of Patrick Jordan, a guy from Mayo, now living in Clane, Irish man, uh, had done well in the boom, had sold his business into uh, a larger company, had some capital to uh, invest and was looking for something to get involved in from an management perspective. Patrick bought the business out of examinership in April 2015 and since then we've tried to transform it and reinvent it into a standalone aviation services company based in Shannon Airport. No big brother, no big sister that's going to pay or, or, or cut the check in the, <laughs> in the morning if we get yeah. into difficulty. We have to stand in our own two boots and, and make it a success and the only way we're going to do that is through the people and we're very fortunate there was a great group of people here we've uh, brought in some additional people from outside to mix with the existing technical competence to add a little bit of commercial reality and business sense to it and it has worked and from since 2015 to as we sit here today in January 2019 we're happy with where we brought the business you so mentioned about the four streams there of the business so mm-hmm. do you want to just give us a little bit about that yeah so so I suppose Patrick is, a, is he's an entrepreneur a very very good shrewd entrepreneur and uh, one of the things he brought to the business was a, a level of ambition. So what can we be? Let's, can we dream? So <clears throat> the business was a maintenance organization. So we maintain Boeing aircraft, 737-757-767. We said, right, we've got to do something else. So why? Well, we want to make sure that we're protected for the long term, but we also want to create opportunity for the people because the, the market is fairly uh, buoyant out there. So we set up a training institute. Uh, we train the future generation of engineers. Um, we set up a, a design institute, um, a design organization that it, it'll, it'll take a request from an airline or a lessor and say, look, I need this modification in the cabin. And our guys, a team of six or seven lads there, they'll sit down, run the design, um, build it, and we'll send that back to the customer. If we use the aircraft on site ourselves, we'll do the modification but typically the aircraft will be in some other MRO and it'll be done over there so that's the design organisation and then we have um, uh, a CAMO organisation which is our, the engineers that recommend the uh, maintenance to be done on the aircraft so um, they will advise their customers what maintenance needs to be done at any point in time to keep that customer legal and compliant and the aircraft airworthy. And does so, that necessarily mean, mean that they're retained as an AAG customer or is that something not necessarily that advice can be yeah. taken elsewhere then? Yeah. It's it's both because <clears throat> um we all all four business streams can stand alone and have their own separate customers. Right. But we also can offer the market a one stop shop. So uh we have a couple of customers that will buy maybe three of the services 
I'm not sure if anyone's buying all four. We could have one, but so a guy, a customer might be getting their aircraft maintained here. He might be getting some of his engineers trained up in our institute, and he might be uh, getting some designs done by our design team. And while the aircraft is in the in the hangar, um, that modification has been it's executed as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice when it happens like that. And that's that's a that's a that's a big USP for, it for is, you yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, especially having the hangar here. So I mean, you know, if if guys are buying a design service office, more often than not, they will look and say, "Look, have you got a, have you got a slot in the hangar as well?" Now, from a hangar perspective and a maintenance perspective, we, you know, we can't we won't always be in a position to offer the slot if it's there. They have they they they'll get first refusal because, uh, we want to take care of them. But from a hangar perspective, we've tried to line up some uh, airlines that will want to come back to us repeatedly and mm. give us that repeated work lines of work nose of tails so there's familiarity yeah, yeah. with the customer familiarity with the aircraft familiarity with the, with the, with the process and, and that kind of works for the MRO but on occasion on occasion that customer might buy the training and the design as well or something might have happened in the marketplace and the stars might align there might be you know when I say something might have happened in the marketplace unfortunately a lesser might have to repossess an aircraft from an airline that isn't doing so well they need to place it somewhere to mm. bring us and say look have you got a slot we say we do actually and we take it in we do the maintenance and they might need some modification work as well and, and when it happens like that it's yeah. nice because the because um it's, it's good for the customer because the aircraft is on site the design team is on site and they just have to go down and have a look at the aircraft i, I can see how i'm going to design this and, and it all comes together so it is a nice usp to have that one-stop shop our customers are happy with it. They they look at us and they say, you know, technically competent. You have two hundred and sixty odd people there. You have a huge amount of knowledge. You know, we want yeah. to tap into that. Yeah. And 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 um, that's the feedback you know, we kind of get. If it, like if you look here, like you know, we're in Shannon. It's steeped in history in the mm. aviation. You know, if you're looking out, I suppose, what's the aviation landscape looking like? Yeah. You know, for twenty nineteen in yeah. this area, in so, this region. So I, 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 I'm going to speak about, I, I talk from a perspective of four years in aviation. So I, I didn't come from an aviation background. So it's, it's all been relatively new for me and a very steep learning curve. But from a market outlook perspective, we're very confident that our, our plans are achievable because aviation and the aviation market, the aviation industry is very, very buoyant at the moment. Mm. A lot of people are talking about you know, you know how long it will keep going. We can't. We don't have a crystal ball. All we can do is focus on what's ahead of us. So we've been able to secure good customers for our MRO and good customers for other business streams. And as long as we keep them, um, keep meeting their needs, understanding their needs, we'll be successful. We are one of the kind of strategies or one of the pillars of success we set up for ourselves has been market and customer aware. So we got to know what our customers are doing every day every mm. week every month where are they heading so that we can align our plans with them so we've we kind of have a, a bit of there's a philosophy we use you know, people strategy execution cash if we get good people we get good plans with good execution we generate a bit of cash and keep reinvesting central to all that is the customer we build the business around our customers so just this week it was in Copenhagen with one of our key customers we just hired a new CIO technology is going to play a massive part in, 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 in this business in the future and I said, look, you and I, we've got to get out and meet these customers and hear what they're saying. Because we have ideas internally about what the market is going to need. But you but don't know what exactly. they want back. So we're going yeah. to customers and they're telling us, look, this is what we see. So if that aligns with our thinking, happy days, we're on the right track. And we'll get 
suppliers if we have the right people on board they'll create the solutions that will solve that customer need and it's funny that 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 necessarily isn't a big business outlook because you know is me or or, or ibeck or somebody came back recently just about small businesses and a survey that they had and 2019 is all customer focus and that's mm. where they feel uh, the most gains are going to be made so this is transferable from you know a corner shop to mm. you know maintaining yeah. 50 million euro aircraft i guess from from from, from my background um I, I i come from a commercial background kind of technically first and then commercial and philosophy i always employed was no place there's no there's no place in business for, e- for ego and number two uh you know because that, that'll just get you killed mm. i think it might not always be correct like right we have to have a little yeah, yeah. thought but we need to benchmark that against what the market needs as well so i've always put the customer in the middle and i've always encouraged everyone here since we joined what is the customer saying what is their need and if we follow that and meet those needs repeatedly we will grow and it's a simple philosophy but it's very very powerful and very very important seen it in, in, in other industries where we just kind of people got a little bit carried away with themselves and it, it didn't it didn't go right so it's a it's a it's a philosophy that I, you're dead right it'll, it'll, it'll work in a corner shop it'll work in a, a, a business that's maintaining aircraft worth uh, tens of millions training the future generation that are going to work on these tens of millions of aircraft yeah. that need to be airworthy and it's going to you know carry hundreds of thousands of passengers that need to be confident that they're that they're safe and the guys that are going to recommend the maintenance that are going to be done on these aircraft so you know listening to the customer is always going to be key for us and that's the way we're going to grow and 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 that's our our philosophy you're working in a very international market so you know a perception of the midwest on that international market what's that like Mm. i mean we're hearing lots of reports we see lots of studies that suggest that limerick in the midwest or the region is performing well what's that perception like abroad so recently I, I talk from a personal perspective and then a couple of recent hires that we brought in so from a, a kind of a, a work-life balance perspective right? so I'm, I'm from the west of ireland from sligo and I, I, I worked in the west of ireland all my life until a point when uh, about five years ago i needed to move to dublin and i did that east coast big city rat race and i said oh jesus what are we doing here and i got the opportunity to come back and i jumped at it We've recently, and, and you know, from a family perspective, from a quality of life perspective, lack of congestion, yeah, uh, facilities, etc., etc. You're back on the other side of the world. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a completely different world. Recently, we, we attracted a guy from uh, the Middle East, a UK guy from the Middle East, in as a director of maintenance here, and he's settled into the Midwest like there's no tomorrow. Very happy, uh, doesn't miss the, the, the hustle and bustle of. Abu Dhabi and Dubai and, and all of that that all of the attractions that they you know uh, apparently provide and he is quite happy to live and work in Shannon with a, a team of people who are trying to make a difference in aviation uh, and are ambitious to grow our customer focus and our people focus it fits him from a cultural perspective and it fits him very well from a, a work-life balance perspective coming from you know yeah. metropolis like yeah. Abu Dhabi and, and, and Dubai so we're, we're, the market is very very tight for resources um and our team is actually traveling our HR recruitment team is traveling to the UK on, on Sunday to go to a recruitment fair Monday and Tuesday unfortunately a big MRO over there has just recently collapsed and there's a lot of resources that are floating about so we want to go over and try and grab a few of them and one of the one of the tactics they're using is to showcase the Midwest the quality of life the work-life ba- balance that we get here yes. as, 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 as a tool and then it has worked 
for us we have attracted people from the east we have attracted people internationally back into the region um so from that perspective so as well as the industry connectivity that you can provide here there's also that outside bit that people are absolutely on. so so the guy from the guy from the uk jumps on an aircraft here on friday evening flies into manchester weekend with his family and comes back you that's that's a personal uh, uh, choice to, to to family move up in, in in time. But from a connectivity perspective, it's perfect. From a from a customer perspective, um, I mean our our customers, you know, we constantly engage them. I said, uh, they enjoy coming to Shannon. They like the region. They like uh what it has to offer. Yeah. They they like you know we've done an awful lot of research with our customers and they've said to us look we, your differentiator is the way you handle us the way you deal with us they've gone just to, to, so far to say your Irishness kind of uh, Cadley the Fodge that we have here that our, our yeah. customers really really like on top of the technical competence and the product they get from our business streams obviously that needs to be there but then coming in and uh, in interacting with us as a group of people is, is, is what they've come back to us and said that's actually different to what we get elsewhere for whatever reason, let's yeah. put it down to the west of Ireland and, and our Irishness. So that's that's what they've said to us. The 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 just to look on the personal side of things, Jim. A little bit about yourself. You're you're new to the aviation industry. Where are you? Or what, so what's, what's your background? So I, yeah, so I grew up in a place called Strand Hill in Sligo and uh, did all my studies there. Joined a, a medical device company and then I joined a, a technical services company all in Sligo built my career with the technical services company became the commercial manager set up a business stream for them in, 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 in Sligo very successful we uh, we uh, sold that business stream into a, a big player all very successful and all very much based on a lot of philosophies I talked about focus on our people developing the people within the business to create the, yeah. the product and the service and understanding and making sure our people understood what was important to the customer and meeting those needs all very very simple but sometimes just forgotten about in business and they were the philosophy I learned back then got an opportunity then to move to Dublin when I say technical services we're dealing with you know, um, uh, kind of large American multinational companies and they're, that's, that, that's what I was used to but again fundamentally the philosophies are the same what is, what's, what's key for the customer mm. is the customer profitable are we delivering the product have we got the people to deliver it what are, what, what are the people looking for how, how do got the, the skills and the tools to be able to do what our customer needs etc etc Got an opportunity to move to Dublin with a an avi- uh, an aerospace company, uh, taking care of, a fairly large sales team, uh, and uh, then I got a call from Atlantic Aviation Group. Uh, this is all in two thousand and fifteen, and my current girlfriend at the time, she was in Dubai. She's now my wife. There's our first kid in my arms over there. <laughs> she 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 had just moved to Dubai. I was in Dublin trying to cut my teeth and make established in this business and I got a phone call from, from Atlantic Aviation Group a guy I had worked with previously in the technical services company in Sligo uh, had just met Patrick Jordan and he, you know, he was going to come in as the CEO and he said look I, I want to build a team around me he said there's a guy I want to bring on board and uh, so he, he introduced me to Patrick with a cup of coffee in the Glen Royal in, in Dublin for half an hour we ended up in about five hours and we, we got on like a house on fire and I went out to Dubai spent a month with Caroline and said look I'm going to I'm going, to, I'm going to take this chance I'm going to go in as a COO move to Shannon block stock and barrel uh, she was over there for a year it gave me a chance to kind of get established in here yeah. so I moved down took a house around the corner lived and breathed uh, this company to see what it was about trying to get to know the people trying to get to know the customers trying to get to know the processes uh, and 
at a particular point in time, Connor, the CEO, moved onto the board, and I just stepped into that role, and that was the kind of the plan. So, so our philosophy was, uh, again, what's the, what's key for the customer? What type of skill set have we got? Uh, or do we need to bring on board to complement the technical skills to make sure that this is a repeatable, commercially um, astute business that's going yeah. to be around for the long term? And our mantra is it's this sustainable, profitable business that's creating opportunity for everybody. Caroline moved back from Dubai. We got married in June 2017, bought a house in Ardrahan in South Galway. Yeah. She's working in Oran Moor, so it's kind of. Was we said we buy a place halfway, so it's fifty. Yeah, you, you couldn't have a discussion with an aviation, um, decision maker without mentioning Brexit, mm. without mentioning legislation, mm. um, pending, and without me- without mentioning mentioning, you know, international threats. Mm. Um, I know it's probably more on the leasing side, mm. you know, from from Southeast Asia and beyond, and and that, but. The mess that is Brexit. Mm the mess that is the legislation that sometimes surrounds all of this if you've, you've, you've told the right words it is a mess yeah and, and, and you know go back to the original philosophy of the customers we, we've we're speaking to our customers saying look what's the risk what are you doing and how do we align and from their side they're very they're, they're unsure too yeah uh, like what's going to happen in march for us, for that airway out there, for that for that airstrip out there, I I honestly don't know. Right, yeah. for us, I I guess all we've been able to do because it's it's been so vague, we've tried to protect ourselves in the best way possible by, you know, starting about two years ago, saying, look guys, you our UK customers, we said, look guys, in relation to our agreements, you know, we're gonna have to put this in there. And it was really, uh, a clause to come back to the table to discuss the impact of Brexit if and when it happens and because there's so, so much unsurety about it that's as broad or as vague as we, as we could as we were able to do and our customers have talked to us about scenarios in, in relation to supporting them so can we like our UK customers if and when it happens and there isn't an agreement between the, uh, the CAA and the ESA and they're grounding their aircraft they can't do their maintenance how can we support them and they're the conversations they're the conversations it's and ongoing it's, it's ongoing and because there is no clarity yet in relation to what's what's going to be the outcome all we can do is, is I suppose discuss and agree some scenarios with those customers to try and help them would you what do you think will happen do you think Brexit will first of all happen do you think it will be postponed I would I would love to think that it'll it will be postponed but I I, I, it's I, a, it's I, I think it's. I think the train has left the station. I think it will happen. Yeah, I mean, it, it uncertainty is the only word that has been used, and it's uncertainty and mess. And it's it's a very, very unfortunate, and it is causing a huge amount of confusion in the market. Um, you know, I don't have the data, but I do know that a lot of UK engineers have tried to get their. These guys are certified by the authorities, so they've tried to get the Irish Aviation Authority certification on their licenses now as well, so they can work. So it's, it's at all. It's at all levels. And yeah. Like, hats off to those guys that are trying to be proactive and trying to I suppose protect themselves and to, 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 to keep themselves employable and then of course you get the other guys who are a little bit stuck in the mud saying it'll never happen but they're blinkered so you know at least there's, you know, there's some people trying to, 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 to make the move and all, we can, all we've been able to do so far is stick close to our customers have those conversations with UK customers and say look what do you need from us what, what's, your, what's your risk and how do we help how can we help in, in, 
you know, in certain scenarios. And that's all we've been able to do. Yeah. So we don't expect that. We don't expect that it will impact us uh, negatively from a, a, a performance perspective in 2019. What satisfies you um, in business? So since so since I came into the business, I, I love to see that there's a couple of people in, in this business that I just I see as huge potential, and we've been able to identify them and give them a, a bit of opportunity, and I can see them coming through the ranks and beginning to lead, and I, I love to see that. And I love to I love because I was given those opportunities in my career, and I'm kind of you know reaping the reward, uh, mm. the benefit of it now, and. Uh, seeing a, a guy or a girl who has that kind of raw talent and a little bit of all they need is a little bit of a push or a little bit of development and giving them that direction to go and do it and, and then blossoming and, and making a difference in the business yeah. that's aligned with what the business is trying to do I love that I love getting and that just that just makes my day I go home that evening having a conversation I could, I could name names we put a, a guy into a business excellence role and he's 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 knocking it out of the park with a facilities guy there Started the year last year, he said, Geez, Shana, there's so much coming at me. He said, Look, at, if you get these three projects done at the end of the year, they're three massive capital projects, and you'll turn around and, 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 and that's a huge success. He goes, You're right. And he got so much more done. But those people and, and them kind of flourishing is, is, what, is, yeah. what, is what flows my boat. Secondly, I love being able to stand in front of a customer and tell them we're going to deliver, knowing that the team is set up, tooled up, and in the mentality and frame of mind to actually do it yeah. and I love being able to do that and it's happened here so many times we've done it in the boardroom new customer coming in and giving them what we're about and telling them what we're, where we want to be in 10 years time what the pillars are that are going to support us and we have five very key pillars uh, focus on people in our culture create a, uh, an excellent customer experience create excellence at all levels be, uh, focus on growth and profitability profitability and be marketing customer aware and we tell them that we said this is what we're going to do and this is how we're doing it but it's talk is cheap I can yeah. stand here and tell that to anybody go down onto the floor open door have a conversation with the people down there and come back with your own ideas and your own perceptions and you know, several times they come back up and said you know we listened and we heard and you know it was impressive but we went down there and we talked to the people and we could see it and feel it and said you know that that's impressive now that, that floats my boat that gives you great satisfaction because yeah. you know you're doing the right things obviously the numbers have to stack the budget has to be met you know the customer has to be the, customer the business has to, side of the market has, has to it all yeah. has to work but you know that when it all comes together, together it's brilliant but the famous saying slap in the back is only six inches from kick up the hole you know, you know what I mean so <laughs> <laughs> you, wanna, you have to you, you cannot relax you yeah. just cannot relax the last one I have for you is you're kind of moving into CAO time for, for students and secondary yeah. kids. What would you tell a younger version of yourself? What advice would you give? I would say be open-minded in terms of what decisions you make uh, over the next number of months. Okay? I, the thing I started off with is not what I'm doing today. Uh, I started off with an electronics student, um, qualification. I'm far removed from electronics. I'm actually colorblind. I wouldn't let myself near a circuit board in the morning. But I say keep an open mind. Always keep an eye out for opportunity and um, try and find someone that will mentor you in the, in the early days. I was very, very fortunate that there was a particular lecture that uh, lectured me and <coughs> I just, I knew he had come from industry. He, 
he'll talk a lot of sense and I struck up a relationship with him and I was able to bounce things off him just my own thoughts as a 19, 20, 21 year old and he gave me some ideas that you know have stuck with me to mm. this day one of the things he actually said was you know education is key the day you stop learning is the day, is the day you stop, start failing and that's always kept with me so I've always kept my education up right through my career and it's, it's helped me not knowing where it's going to end up mm. but it's always it has helped me so I say keep an open mind try and find someone who's going to mentor you in your early days and as you mature through your first number of jobs maybe start setting some goals for yourself so kind of halfway through my career I said right by the time I'm 40 um, I want to have done an MBA I want to be at least an MD and uh, I didn't think I'd have a, a little baby and a wife but <laughs> from a career perspective they're the ones that, that, that I set myself out and I wrote them down and, and, I, and, I, and I had them in the back of my mind and, and I achieved them now an awful lot of luck it comes you know you, you need an awful lot of work and luck to to, to um to achieve those things where people will say you make your own luck but I, I, I have been very very lucky in the people I've met but I have kept an open mind I mm. have been open to change and they're the type of things I would I would recommend and advise you know Shane thank you very much You're perfect welcome.